ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network where I, your host Ted Weston, along with my crew, OG Will, the New Mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, Rep Amy Veronica, the Temptress Witch Ivy, the Executive Nelio Cuomo Costa, the Presenter of the Key, Kevin Key, and the Cuz, Cousin Mike, bring you the best content in wrestling podcasting. It's the indies, it's the pros, it's anywhere you go. Let's jump right in to Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. Amy is playing with knives and she's threatening me. It's okay. Uh, so, yes, I am. <laughs> I'm your host, Ted Weston. I've got Rep Thick to my right. I've got the Heat Seeker to my left. I've got Kevin right down in between uh, Tyler and I. And I've got the Temptress Witch Ivy right down between Amy and I, uh, as usual. So, we are all here today to talk a little bit about the United States Championship and the recent focus on it on Monday Night Raw, which has been great. I've actually, I've absolutely loved it. Um, I've loved that they've been working on the uh, the mid card championships a little bit and working on their presentation. But before we get there, you guys know the deal. You need to go get some merch. Watermaneuver.net. You can find the link in our link tree. Tyler's wearing the shirt as well. You have uh, three different shirt options there. Amy, do not threaten people with the knife yeah, on air. I'm afraid right now. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm scared. Amy, Amy you're like you're like a lot of states below me right now. Right? Like, <laughs> like you know, I'm I'm afraid to walk up my steps. Um, you can use code. I think you can use the code Ref Amy when buying your tickets at ccwrestlingfl.com. Just Amy. Plus events. Just Amy. Amy. Yeah. Okay, so you can use Amy as your code to get your tickets. I've at, been uh, using Thick all this time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 10% for you. There you go. Boom. <laughs> so there you go. You can get yourself a uh, a little discount code there using the keyword Amy when you're buying your tickets at ccwrestlingfl.com slash events. Please remember to go like us across all of the social media platforms that we are on, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Rewind Podcast, W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Make sure you donate to Bryce, and all of those links can be found in our link tree below. All right, my friends, let's uh, let's talk United States Championship. Let's talk about it. Uh, for those of our fans that don't know the history of the United States Championship, I have a very brief rundown for you here. So you guys have to realize that the United States Championship that exists in the WWE did not originate with the WWE, okay? It actually originated with the NWA. So the NWA, before its collapse in 1991, was uh, was a circuit of wrestling um, territories that all had their own regional champions that then would be able to challenge for the World Heavyweight Championship, Sweet Charlotte, okay, the 10 pounds of gold. And, um, and, that, and the NWA champion would travel to all the different territories, right? Um, so there were different championships in the NWA, and this particular championship started off as the NWA United States Heavyweight Championship. Okay, and I say it specifically like that because it does change later, right? So it's the United States Heavyweight Championship, and it was with the NWA from 1975 to 1991, okay? And its inaugural champion was Harley Race. So that gives you a little bit of scope of, of, of the prestige of that championship because Harley Race was the inaugural United States champion. Um, in 1991, the NWA kind of... I don't want to say collapsed, but it collapsed, right? And 
what NWA really became was WCW, okay, which is World Championship Wrestling. And uh, the United States Championship continued to be held in WCW from 1991 until its fall at, after its purchase by the WWE in 2001. Um, it was it went by the same name. It was just the WCW United States Heavyweight Championship. Now, in 1991, that championship was that was the championship belt itself was destroyed on air on WCW. The current champion Lex Luger um, was in a rivalry with Nikita Koloff, friend of the show, multi-time guest. You can check out our interviews with him in our previous episodes on the Rewind podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, the Rewind uh, radio show playlist on our YouTube page. Um, Nikita destroyed the championship. He hit Luger with it, and then he destroyed it on the ring post and broke it into, into a, a bunch of different pieces. And that's when we got the United States championship that was on television at you know throughout the WCW run, and which is the one that... Uh, by the end of the WCW, Lance Storm had renamed it the Canadian Championship because he had all the mid-card titles, right? Um, so that that's that belt. That's where that belt came from. That's the belt that came over to the WWE when the WWE purchased WCW in 2001. Um, after the invasion angle and the, and the WCW United States Heavyweight Championship was unified with the Intercontinental Championship, that belt was retired. Two years later, 2003, the United States Championship is reinstated by the WWE as the mid-card championship after the brand extension in 2003. Okay. So, and it, it actually, you know, it, it replaced essentially what would have been the European Championship because the European Championship and the Intercontinental Championship were also merged, right? They were also unified. So, um, that's that, and that gets us to where we are today. Okay. Which I know is kind of a, a long, a long road, but we've had a lot of really notable champions, uh, holding that United States championship. Harley race has held it. Nikita Koloff has held it. Lex Luger has held it. Um, Goldberg held it. Kev, you're welcome. Um, you know, uh, Scott Hall held it at one point. I'm proud um, of you, Bill. You know, <laughs> you're proud of Bill. Oh God, save us! Um, I, uh, I believe. Ted, by the way, have you like all of a sudden you're Tyler? I'm thrown off. Tyler's usually one that throws me with this history. You I know a lot of history at me. I'm thrown off. It's not the same voice as Tyler. I did my homework, bro. I did my homework. We have homework right? on this show. I do. I'm the host. That's what I do. I don't just look pretty. I also uh, I also come with the facts. Oh, I'm just and- here to look. I do neither. So. <laughs> so. No comment. Um. So what I want to talk to you guys about a little bit, because we have such a strong focus on these mid-card championships right now, I want to talk about um, 10 runs with the United States Championship in the last 10 years, only the last 10 years, okay? So 2012 to present, okay? Um, And I want to talk about 10 runs that I think have been um, really notable and have been handled well. And 10 champions who I think uh, it was a botched opportunity, okay? And I want you guys to help me out, and I want you guys to weigh in and tell me whether or not you think that their championship reign is in the right category by me 
and uh, and or what you would have liked to have seen from it if you think that it was botched. Okay, so I have uh, my list of notable champions first. Okay, and so I think that and these are these aren't in, in any particular order. Okay, um, but I've got Bobby Lashley, um, who is the current United States champion. Uh, I've got Chris Jericho. I've got Dean Ambrose, who is John Moxley, right? Uh, John Cena, Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, Damian Priest, Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, Cesaro, who is uh, Claudio, I can never say his, his last name, um, and Rusev, who is Miro, right? All of those guys, I think, had really good runs with the United States Championship in the last 10 years, even if they were three or four short runs like rusev had three or four short runs with that championship over the course of like over the course of two years theodore how could you i mean it is what it is you left ivy's boo off of this list jeff hardy held this title in 2018 how could you I said he notable, did hold that boxed. title in 2018, but if I'm being completely honest with you, I would not include him as a successful contender with that championship. Ivy, for the first time in existence, I actually defended you. Let it go. Um, I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you, let yes, it go. Let it go. Be like Elsa, Ivy. Be like another let witch and let it go. Well, <laughs> I... I appreciate you coming to my defense, Tev. You've got to have a little bit of legitimacy behind it. You can't just try to play nice. Jeff Hardy. So I I went through that list of names. Is there anyone on that list that jumps out to you that you don't think was really a successful run with that championship? And I'm going to start with uh, Kev on this one. I totally missed your list, by the way. I totally missed I I was too too fired up about Jeff, Jeff Hardy not being on that list. Lashley, Jericho, Ambrose, Cena, Owen, Styles, Priest, Nakamura, Cesaro, Rusev. Gosh, Cena probably had the most successful run with that with that title, as as did Rusev. Um, by far, those two. I mean, Kevin Owens was what jumping back and forth at that that point. I think Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens is a guy because he rules, uh, who needs a title now. I mean, he's five years without it. He mentioned on Monday Night Raw, uh, Kevin Owens has not been successful with it, but he had successful storylines with a guy like John Cena. It it got him into the business. It got him into WWE more, but uh, Kevin Owens is someone who needs to continue to be pushed and needs a title around him to help him to get that push, in my opinion. Okay. But like I said, John Cena and Rusev definitely had two of the bigger pushes with the United States title. I think John Cena had the biggest one. I think Cena actually made it relevant again made people actually want to hold that title again, uh, kind of like the Miz did with the Intercontinental title for years. Uh, I think John Cena's open challenges definitely made it more interesting, made people love it. I think Triple H right now is trying to bring that prestige back with this title. Okay. All right. Ivy, any names on that list jump out to you, positive or negative? I mean, I hate to say it, but I actually have to agree with Kev. Um, His thought process there was very similar to mine. Um, I will say, you know, uh, pre-2003, you know, this title actually meant something. And then I feel like in recent years, it's been overshadowed, just the same as the Intercontinental Championship has. These are both mid-card titles. There's a reason that, you know, 
we we should focus on a mid card division. I mean, it gives us something more than just who's going after the the main titles. Um, uh, Cena by far. I mean, I think he is one of the ones that made that championship mean something. He proved to be a fighting champion. Um, you know, he would come out every week and do the open challenge. So he went through many matches, um, gave a lot of opportunity along the way. Um, I mean, I never really cared too much for um, uh, Lashley having the belt. And I think that's just because I think that Lashley would do well in the, the main title scene rather than mid-card, but that's just me. Um, yeah. Other than that, though, I actually agree with Kev, and it kind of makes me want to vomit. Oh, you love it. Do it on air. That's, we'll, uh, that's why I'm the real. That's why I'm the real. Will that make champion. us some money? If, if I vomit on air, is there somebody out there that's going to, like, pay for that? Maybe. Maybe, maybe you'll get us a sponsor from, like, Tums or something. There's weird um, things <laughs> out there. You never know. There's, that that uh, Roku money is definitely going to be running in. Let's uh let's go to the heat seeker. Tyler, any names on that list pop out to you that uh be positive or negative with their runs with the United States Championship? I, I gotta give uh, Chris Jericho a lot of credit. Uh mm-hmm. you mentioned him. I, I think I like this version of Chris Jericho better. I mean, not knocking AEW and what he's doing now, but this is prime Jericho, like toward the end of his runs with the WWE. And he really did. You you say what you want to about him. I mean, he speaking about relevant and giving the title some credibility. I, I think Cena is a great answer, but I think Jericho's right up there with him. Somebody who I wasn't as crazy about that. I, I thought maybe intercontinental champion wise was better was probably Nakamura. I, I don't know that he, he fulfilled, you know, being the U S champion as well as he did the mm-hmm. IC champion. And uh, the only other one, I know people are going to hate me for this, but I'm sorry, Dean Ambrose just didn't cut it. I mean, I, that's not a knock. It's just the way it is. Maybe the way he was booked, but he just who's who's that? Uh, Dean Ambrose, uh, John Moxley, whatever oh, you call. Oh, him. John, Mo- oh, okay, yeah. John Moxley. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, hey, leave it to you. Yeah, come on. No, I'm just kidding. I, you know what? I, I actually put him down. I put Mox down as having a notable run. I put Ambrose down as having a notable run because it showed that he could carry the belt and have that meaningful feud when he needed to for something special even though i don't think it did the title a lot of justice i think this is one of those times when the title helped get the person over as opposed to the person getting the belt over um and so i think that without that united states championship run dean ambrose isn't wwe champion you know before he leaves the wwe um, I don't think that that happens. So I, 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 that's the only reason I, I put him down there, but I can totally see where his reign was a little bit lackluster um, for sure. Amy, what names jump out off that uh, list to you? Trying to be a little bit original. Like, obviously I agree with the John Cena and the Rusev stuff. Like those were like, as far as us title epic runs that really brought it back up. Um, I, Kind of going off of what Tyler said, I really enjoy the Chris Jericho being the U.S. championship and then him feuding with Kevin Owens, I believe, at one of the WrestleManias. I don't know the number. And then, like, 
there was like the will he won't he with Chris Jericho going to leave and and they kind of inserted AJ Styles into the mix and so those uh three had really good like triple threats for a time being and then it splintered off into Kevin Owens and AJ Styles for some reason I remember that very vividly and really liked the that feud going there um as far as like ones that I don't think should be on the list and I kind of agree with Ivy Bobby Lashley it kind of just feels like a placeholder with the championship because like they don't want him in the main event yet and so they're just kind of like giving him the title because they're they're just like well we need to make him look important and not in a standstill so that's kind of like I just don't feel like the title feels important on him even though like nothing against him it just it's whatever it's just around his waist yeah no prestige to it and I see that I totally forgot that like Finn Balor uh Damian Priest, Sheamus, and Riddle all held it within the past two years. Like we're Apollo Cruz held it in the past two years. Andrade held it in 2019. Oh, listen, I've got my lackluster list too. I've Dude, got I my totally forgot list. this. I, I'm I'm so thrown off. I totally forgot that they held this title. Sorry. Right, because it wasn't focused on I feel on. like it wasn't I feel like Cosmic right now. Huh. Um someone that I'm I'm kind of surprised that none of you really touched on here is Damian Priest. I thought that Damian Priest's run um, going into WrestleMania and, and you know, getting himself on the main roster and getting that that championship, it I think it really helped legitimize him a little bit more because when Priest came up to the main roster, he had never held the NXT championship. He's one of those guys that he held the North American championship, but he had never held the NXT championship. And I think that putting that strap on him really legitimized him. I, that's why I gave him a, a nod as having a notable run because I think it did good for him. And it was one of those times, again, like Ambrose, where the belt helped put the person over as opposed to the person putting the belt over. Um, let's talk a little bit about botched opportunities with the United States championship. Um, I've got another list of 10. These, and obviously guys, these lists aren't the, uh, the be all and end all, right? These aren't the, Hey, this is, this is, you know, the top 10 list of botched opportunities at United States champion. These, um, these names are just the ones that kind of stood out to me as being really botched opportunities. Um, I've got theory on here. I've got, uh baron corbin on here i've got dolph ziggler on here our truth uh samoa joe apollo cruz alberto del rio Kalisto, roman reigns and jack swagger um all of those guys in the last 10 years have held the united states championship and uh and i just think that they were all kind of botched opportunities where these are um guys who were who were getting over like swagger at that point in his career was getting over that was the we the people stuff and and he was actually he had a gimmick for once that allowed him to not have to do a whole lot of talking he had dutch there doing the talking for Mm -hmm. him and he was over and he could just go out there and wrestle you know and 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 it was a good run for him but but they just didn't do anything with it you know um Kalisto Kalisto can work you know he's he's one of those guys that can go out there and have a match um and he reminds you of Rey Mysterio 
because he works that same kind of luchador style, but he does some inventive stuff and he takes some risks that, you know, that you see from some of the flippy guys, right? Um, Del Rio, he made his return to the WWE. He goes out there, he, he, he gets a U.S. championship run and it's meaningless, you know? So um, same kind of question here. What names on this list that I just, I just read off to you. I'll say it one more time. Theory, Corbin, Ziggler, R-Truth, Samoa Joe, Cruz, Del Rio, Kalisto, Roman Reigns, and Jack Swagger. Um, what names jump out off the list to you guys and uh, and scream at you as particularly bad runs? Or maybe you think I'm mistaken. You think it was a good run for them. And uh, I'm going to start with uh, Ref Vic this time because I made her back clean up last time. Um, You had Ricochet on there, right? I did not. How do you not have Ricochet on there? That's fine. If you want to argue with that, someone oh should be God. on there. Oh, my God. When was the last time he was on a pay-per-view when he was U.S. champion? Oh, my God. And I don't think he won a match for a long time when he became champion. Yeah, right. Ricochet, this last run, was absolutely god-awful. Like, it, I remember there being the milk carton memes where it's just like, where is this guy? He's a champion. Mm-hmm. Definitely Ricochet mm-hmm. needs to be added to that list. Um, One... One thing, uh, one person that, like, I I guess it is a missed opportunity just because when he was champion, there was so much turmoil and changes happening to WWE that I kind of give them a pass is the Austin Theory stuff. Just because, like, it, Vince wasn't out yet, but they were probably on their way pushing him out. Mm-hmm. And so that he was still the golden boy and he was still being pushed. And then, like, they're obviously changing of plans. And I didn't necessarily see it as a bad run because kind of like what you said with, about Priest, like him winning the title kind of made him say, okay, they're serious about this dude. Instead of just like, he's an NXT call up. Vince is doing vignettes with him, whatever. He'll be nothing in a couple of weeks. At the time, it made it seem like he was a serious contender, but now we mm-hmm. he's in kind of limbo with the Triple H world and we'll see what happens. But yeah, right. Ricochet for sure needs to be on that list this last run. That's fair. That's fair. Um, let's go to Kev. I feel as if Vince threw this title on guys just to throw it on them. Like, you know, Dolph Ziggler was a worker. You knew Bobby Roode was a worker. Uh, so there are different names in which Ricochet, another worker, that they he just threw it on. And a title run that was kind of irrelevant, uh, especially with the push they was getting at the time, was Jinder as well. Jinder winning in April of 2018 and literally holding the title for eight days. Mm. There, there's there's no push there. I mean, look at the names in which Jinder beat, beat. He beat Rusev and Bobby Roode as well as someone else in a fatal four match, fatal four way match at WrestleMania. I mean, you, you got bigger names that he's going over, but yet he's going to lose it six days later to uh, to Ivy's boo Jeff Hardy, uh, like. At that at that time, you're trying to give Jinder a run, but you're not going to. But once again, Vince is giving it to guys who who will put people over, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's what it seemed like it fell back to after that Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, AJ Styles run uh, that someone I think it was Ref Amy spoke about a little bit ago. Uh, so like you, you have ter- like you have our truth on this list. Uh, Samoa Joe's run was only a couple months long. I, you, you kept just 
giving this title away within 2018 and 2019. Another name that you didn't mention because it was won in 2011 but lost in 2012, Zach Ryder, another guy who constantly got mm-hmm. pushed over. Fans constantly wanted more of Zach Ryder and just went to waste within a month. I mean, Vince constantly just went and said, okay, this title is going to just be everlasting and constantly changing. Right now you're giving it a little bit more relevancy with Bobby Lashley beating guys like Ciampa, beating guys like AJ Styles and mm-hmm. constantly trying to get that title over just like you're doing, just like what's happening with the Intercontinental Championship. You're constantly trying to get it over uh, with Gunther beating Shinsuke Nakamura and now going to face another challenger. This is how you get the title over. Make it more relevant on the show like Triple H has done. Agreed. Agreed. Let's go to uh, let's go to Tyler and then we'll have uh, Ivy back clean up on this one. I think Kevin brought up a, a good name there, Samoa Joe. That's somebody I don't understand didn't have a much more profitable run as the United States champion, even a world championship run. The, his stuff with Brock Lesnar is some of my favorite stuff. When mm-hmm. he was choking him out on Raw and that that whole feud, I, I think I don't know if he was the U.S. champion or not then, but I mean there there was a lot of great storylines and even his stuff with Roman Reigns before Roman really hit this plateau as the Tribal Chief. I mean Samoa Joe was we talk about CM Punk being good on the mic. Samoa Joe can equal that if not better. I mean he was really calling out a lot of the top stars to making you believe because legitimately, I mean Samoa Joe was that kind of guy. So. That that's somebody I, I really was disappointed in a guy that I became a fan of is Seamus. Uh you we've mentioned him. I, I think he's had so many stops and you know starts that I, I felt bad for the guy. And it's just mm-hmm. it seems to be happening now. I, now him and McIntyre have great chemistry, but how many times are we gonna see these matches between mm-hmm. them? You know, and, and that's the thing. So yeah, I, I mean Seamus, Samoa Joe. Uh, there, there's so many names to recall, but, you know, th- thankfully for this great panel, they, they helped this memory. I, I can't remember uh, the last minute, much less the last hour. So hmm. uh, that's my debt of gratitude. But yeah, Samoa Joe, somebody that automatically stands out. How can you not get this guy handled correctly? I mean, what what a talent. Agree. Agree. And ref. Yeah, no, not ref. Ref no. opened this wrong. one. The Temptress Witch. Wrong wife. The wrong wife. Wrong, wrong wife. sister wife. Um, <laughs> I feel like all kinds of Mormonism of, happening over here. I know, right? <laughs> I uh, I kind of feel like all these names that were mentioned, most of these runs were just very filler style. Like mm-hmm. it's like we kind of mentioned, they slapped the belt on whoever just to kind of bounce it around and see what stuck. Um, I think our truth kind of stands out a little bit to me. And the reason for that is R-Truth is talented. The unfortunate thing is they have utilized the comedic aspect so much that I feel his image is just laughable at this point in the business. And if he's not going to be in a comedic type of role, we're not going to get much from him. Um, So, you know, I think that he could have probably, if they would have booked him better, with the with the US championship, he could have done something a little bit more memorable there. Um of course, you know, we have to talk about Jeff Hardy just slightly. Um this his his US championship runs are, are my one hundred percent least favorite in his entire career. And that's because mm. I feel he had this belt at a time where it meant nothing. 
Um, and it did not make sense for him, you know, just like, um, like I mentioned, why take that belt off of gender to throw it on Jeff Hardy at the time? Mm-hmm. It did not make sense at all. There was no rhyme or reason to that. Um, Jack Swagger, you mentioned that he was somebody that that had a lot of potential where his gimmick and that title could have fed each other and flourished. And it did not. Why the hell not? Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it just, that blows my mind. Um, I think a lot of it is just very poor booking um, and just zero relevancy to the belt. Like we just slap this everywhere because we don't have anything better to do. We don't really know what we wanted to accomplish with this title during most of these runs. And that's why it has been a complete bust. Agree. Agree. So I think that uh, we're seeing a really improved mid card in the WWE right now. And my hope is that we start seeing some of these matchups that make sense. Um, For instance, it made perfect sense to me this week on Raw, right? They had this tournament, you know, one-night tournament to determine the number one contender for the United States Championship three weeks ago, right? Triple threat match, Ciampa wins, triple threat match, Styles wins. The two of them face off in the main event, and then they, you know, Ciampa wins. He's the number one contender. Well, that makes AJ Styles the number two contender, right? You know? And what happened? Bobby Lashley beat Ciampa in a match that gave Ciampa a ton of shine, by the way. More shine than anyone has had against Bobby Lashley since his initial WWE Championship run. Okay. Um, And then the next week, who does he defend against? The number two contender. Because it made sense. Mm -hmm. It made sense, (laughs) you know? Wrestling um, makes sense. It's an, it's it's, it's something that hasn't it's happened shocking. in a long time, but but right now we're there, right? Um, so, with that being said, uh, I have one closing question for you guys because we're seeing this improvement in the mid card of Monday Night Raw. Who do you want to see be the person to take that belt off of Bobby Lashley? Okay, in that WWE mid card, that Monday Night Raw mid card, who do you want to see be the one? Okay, I know I'm springing it on you guys. I wanted to get your your gut reactions, I mean, not like a prepared response. This answer is okay. obvious. It's Goldberg. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I haven't mentioned him yet on this podcast. Goldberg's got to got to go over Bobby Lashley. I mean, fair. I mean, if that's really what you want, he's got another match on his contract. He he's got one more match, and I mean, who's next? Who's next? Got to go back after Bobby. Bobby did beat him once. You know what? That's actually an opportunity that I would be okay with. If Holy Goldberg, why, if, why is everybody agreeing with me tonight? I got to change my perspective. Obviously, push Kevin. That's the new name tag on there. You're welcome, yep. Ivy. Hashtag push Kevin. Hashtag um, push. Everybody's agreeing with me, so I'm throwing off. So obviously, it's got to be Champa. Because everybody agrees with me now that it's Goldberg. This is weird. I got to change my opinion. One person <laughs> agreed with you, Kevin. Nelio's <laughs> got to win this title. I mean, oh man, this, Mount, Mount Vesuvius has to come in and win this title. <laughs> Mount Vesuvius. 
Um, Ivy, who do you want to see? Vesuvius. Oh my god, can shut up. <laughs> I don't know how to, Ivy. I don't know how to. I've been. A, um, I've, I've done a great job. Oh my god! I've done a great, Mute him. Job tonight. Mute him. Thank you. Um, honestly, I just let's just give it a fresh start and then continue to build it. Put it on somebody like we mentioned, Champa. Throw it on him for a little while. Let him carry the belt. Let the belt carry him. Let it do its job. Let it rock out for a little bit, and then get put some long-term storytelling to you know behind this title because that's what I think a lot of it has been missing. It's lacking because there's no real good storytelling anymore, at least in the you know recent years. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's that's what I can I can offer up right now off the top of my head after hearing Kevin's voice about All Goldberg. Right. Ref sick. Um, as far as somebody who could legitimately take the title off of Bobby Lashley, um, I'm sure they're going to probably do a draft soon before Survivor Series or some bullshit. Uh, Madcap Moss. If mm. you want to elevate that kid from just being in uh, smaller feuds, you put a title on him. And I don't think he should be the one that takes on Gunther because I feel like that's just a different type of feud for to dethrone Gunther. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I could definitely see Madcap Moss having an awesome match with Bobby Lashley and elevating him into the mid-card. Okay. All right. And uh, Heat Seeker, Tyler Peters. Yeah, that's going to be a wild card. But if it weren't for, uh, you know, Gunther, however you say it now, uh, his associate looking like he made there may be a, a feud there, with, if you could tell by the expression on SmackDown, that's kind of the tease. I would probably select him, you know, to actually – be a United States champion. And maybe mm-hmm. you could have a feud with an, you know, even if he don't challenge Gunther, you could have a, maybe it for both titles eventually. I, I don't know. That That's kind of out of the box, but, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of some different scenarios. Uh, another one, uh, if it weren't for him already being established and probably needing a championship, I'd be fine with KO, with uh, the, the man that Kevin's representing, Kevin Owens. So I'm, I'm trying to think of all the roster because it's like we did the rundown of the champions. There's some good people. I just don't know if it's their time or, or maybe it's been overdone. Champa was a great choice. I, I think he could definitely do some wonders with it. Here, here's a wild scenario. What, what if you put it on Logan Paul if he was more full-time? Mm. What, what do you think? Or maybe having Chase it. If you don't get the title on him, he'd, he'd probably be good to chase it. I, I know I got that look from Kevin, but. I'm really, you know, trying to think a little kind of crazy here. Just call me uh, the old regime, I guess. <laughs> All right. So Such here's good Roku. <laughs> Such good Roku. Um, here's my thing. I think uh, I think that if we're gonna get the T's split of the street profits, I think that right there it montez ford is the guy right um if if that's not gonna happen i actually think that uh along the same lines as as amy you know she was talking about a draft i can see a draft happening soon um and i would like to see sammy Zayn. i think sammy Zayn is someone that um could run that uh team canada slash un-americans slash insert uh i'm from canada so i'm a bad guy storyline here 
and he could take that and really as a heel champion skate his way out of a lot of losses a la JBL when he held the WWE championship mm-hmm. um but still put on some really incredible matches because of the worker that he is you know and recently he hasn't been allowed to work like that right the last 2 years he hasn't been allowed to work like that really um so i think i think that there's there's a lot of potential there the other person i can see is um you know one of the one of the family members of of zeke you know maybe one of the family members of zeke shows up and and wins that championship um you know that would be, give some interesting storytelling i think it honestly, would honestly that actually would give feud. yeah <laughs> That, but that, I think, would give it something that's both entertaining, but also making it slightly meaningful, just enough that it would be enjoyable. Yeah. Can't wait for that four, fatal four-way between Ernie Jr., Zeke, Elias, <laughs> and Elrod. <laughs> that, that's great fantasy bugging. It really is. My, oh. uh, my, my last fantasy booking... Who would I want to see take this off of Bobby Lashley? I would love to see a returning Matt Cardona walk in the door and in his return match beat Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship on a WWE premium live event. In a ladder match. You know, and then lose it the next day, like he did the Intercontinental. In no, <laughs> no, we can't. We can't have that bullshit. God damn it! No, no more revisionist no, history. But, but I think that with the way that he's over right now, um, with the internet wrestling community, I think that if he could just bring that character, and it doesn't matter if they rename him to Zack Ryder again, if he can just keep that character, you know, he can tell them to shove the woo woo woos up their ass. You know, like. Um, the whole nine yards. I, I think that it could be magic. I think it yeah. could be lightning in a barbed bottle. wire, lights out, lightning in the bottle, dumpster fire, death match. Trips will let Pretty it much. happen. You know, trips will let it happen. Think about how the New Age Outlaws got over. The New Age Outlaws got over at WrestleMania 14 in a dumpster match. Never forget it. This is true. The one right? match that Billy Gunn made famous. Huh. All right, my friends, well, let us know what your thoughts are on the United States Championship, how it's been handled these last 10 years, and how you hope it gets handled moving forward in the Triple H era of WWE. We look forward to seeing all of your comments on YouTube. If you're watching on uh, Roku, if you're listening on Sportswire, if you're listening on a podcast platform, hit us up on social media at Rewind Podcast, W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Remember to listen on all of those podcast platforms, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, uh, CastBox, all of them because you will help us get to WrestleMania when it comes to Philadelphia, uh, WrestleMania 40, every one of those plays helps us pay for parking just a little bit more. So help us get there one penny at a time. And we appreciate you go buy some merch. We will catch you guys next time here on rewind wrestling radio.